everybody. Welcome to Everybody's Brain Dead. Thank you so much for listening into my brand new podcast. Um, thank you for being here, whether you are a fan of Lauren's and that's how you found it, or a fan of somebody else who I've interviewed on this show, or if you're someone who um, is a fan of my music and my podcasts and some of the other content that I put out. Um, thank you all so much for your support. I'm really excited um, to start this new podcast. It's called Everybody's Brain Dead, which is a lyric from a song I wrote, which plays at the end of this podcast, um, and it's also just sort of a general um, philosophy that I've unfortunately felt as I've um, gotten older and met so many new people in this world. Um, I feel like as a creative person, you meet a lot of people who are just going through the motions, and it just feels like magic when you meet somebody who is a fellow creative or deep thinker or just passionate person so long story short i decided to start um recording my interactions with some of the really cool interesting people i meet i'm the type of person who loves to invite somebody um i kind of know over to my house and cook for them make them tea ask them a bunch of questions about creativity and what they do when they're in a creative rut and why they do what they love and you know how they got started so i wanted to just start sharing these experiences with all of you and i'm super lucky that um my second guest is lauren ruth ward who is a an artist who i'm such a fan of she's one of the most mesmerizing performers i've ever seen if you're not familiar with her work um you can kind of get lost in her youtube but a good one to start with a good video to start with would be her blue collar sex sex kitten live performance we talk about that video in particular um on this show she is such an amazing performer she's currently doing a residency at the echo in los angeles and she had um, a show last night where they moved it from the echo to the echoplex which is the much larger venue downstairs because she's just been consistently selling out and packing this already pretty large venue so if you don't know lauren already you can get to know her on this episode you can follow her on all of her socials at lauren ruth ward um, you can follow me at MaddieRoss.com. You can find full episodes of this podcast there. You can also follow me on um, Instagram at RattyMoss and Twitter at MaddieRoss17. Okay, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Maddie. I have Lauren Ruth Ward here. She is just the fucking coolest. She is an amazing singer, performer, hairdresser. I don't know what else you do. What else do you do? Yes, that's good. Just friend, human, mm-hmm. great, great all around person. And. And, oh my god! <laughs> oh, we're gonna need to de- dedicate like an entire 10 minutes to just. To Mila. <laughs> to okay. just, just like the sound effects of me looking at pictures <laughs> of your niece and being like, ah! She's, she's remarkable. She's insane. She's cute. getting a big sister. Really? Mm-hmm. When did you find out? Um, like around Thanksgiving. Oh my god. Yeah, the sister's so strange. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. So yeah. she's two, right? Yeah, she'll be three in March. March fourteenth. Oh Her birthday is Pi. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Whoa, that's cool. It's <laughs> a good fun fact for her life. That'll that'll take her far. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your show on Monday? It was good. Um, my voice was in a good spot, so that's nice. always comforting. And you know, um, performance-wise, um, 
like, we just have really good energy. We're really, we're just really excited. The first night of your residency, you know? Yeah. We were like... You have four, four, four. nights going mm-hmm. We're four. doing four. Um, and uh, that morning, I set up, we started setting up, because we did like a, like a drop Moroccan ceiling in the back. Oh, the back wow. patio, we used that as like the, a different stage. Oh, cool. I uh, called it the second hand smoke stage, made a sign for it. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So we did like a Moroccan roll. That's theme. so cute. I didn't know you did that. Um, that and then, yeah, we had my, we had a Deanna Passarella out mm-hmm. there. This week is Slugs. Next cool. week is Hydra Kitten and then Gypsum. Oh, really? And those are all the, the second hand smoke stage um, bands. So yeah, so, you know, just really excited. You know, I, I was making a joke because we were like, my uh, Talia and Viana helped me set up the stage. The stage is in Eduardo too, mm-hmm. and it was like you know noon. We were like yes, and then I was like, like the four, the third one, we're gonna be like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. Yeah, anymore. yeah, <laughs> like nailing everything up. But it was good. Everything was really super smooth. Knock on wood. It was like, um, yeah, nothing went wrong. That's awesome. I I was curious. Like you perform a lot. Like do you perform maybe like once a week? So I used to. Um, uh, That moved here January of 2015. My first show was in April of 2015. And I played like, oh, a show a week. Sometimes a show every two weeks. I actually have in chronological order every show I've ever played. You do? Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, So do you know how many it's been? I do, yeah. You know, last year was like 70-something. Oh, my God. Um, and granted, we did like um, two tours, which mm. were just a week. Right. Um, and those are the only tours we've ever done because we're still, you know, this is still new. We're still babies. Yeah. Um, and like 16 of those shows were like so far sounds. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you, you have to mention that just because like you think of like what goes into most like shows, like the promotion, you know, but, but that we did like big ones, you know, like the hi-hat, yeah. the echo, like, a, you know, pretty big production for, you know. Harvard and Stone, like we did yeah. those like every three weeks. Still, like last um, last year, when we got we signed uh, with Paradigm Booking Agency oh, cool. in the end of April. That's when that needed to slow down, just oh. because you know you have to kind of um, ready to go to the next step and just play the bigger capacity venues that a have very these clauses, mm-hmm. um, like the ones that you know even. Like even hi hat and yeah hi hat has your and satellite satellite mm-hmm. they all have radius causes yeah and bootleg yeah because you're like 250 300 capacity which basically basically means that you can't play within a certain mile radius within a certain time exactly yeah um, but with 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 communication you know and and finagling like I, I remember I had like I had some close calls I had like our single release mm-hmm. at the beginning of April and then was playing which was a ticketed show. And then, a, so the ticketed show, if that's first, then like three weeks right. later, we played the Echo again for like Dreaming's residency in April. And that was like, I just like talked to Kimmy and she's like, I know you can, I, I, you know, I'll be like, yeah, and, I feel yeah. like it's pretty loose. Like yeah. I've definitely broken it before and totally. just been like, I won't. The like, resident has a radius class too. We yeah. played the resident together. Yeah, we mm-hmm. did. That was so fun. That was, that so was like a year ago. Yeah. A year and a half. A while ago. It was, oh, it was November my, 18th. It was my birthday. Yeah, yeah. November 18th of last year. Uh-huh. That was really fun. That was when I met you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, my girlfriend Madison mm-hmm. is very, I don't want to say, critical is a strong word, but she's very selective she about, about cool. her, what she likes. And she came home, she was playing with Liv and she came home one night and she was like, 
there was this girl who played after us who was really good. And I just like looked at her because I like literally stopped what I was doing and looked at her because she you never, never <laughs> she never comes home and is like is like I saw a really amazing singer songwriter tonight like funny. like it was like an open mic or something it wasn't like a I big think when that was yeah I don't I'm trying to what was it were Liv and I playing together yet I don't think so or mm. maybe just the start of it cool. like she had maybe played like one or two shows with you would it have been Dirty Laundry. So, yeah, I think it was. Yep. I think it was. That was my first residency. That was June of 2016. Oh, my God. Yeah. And okay. I had just met Liv. I met Liv on May 18th um, and then went to go see her show at El Cid. Are you one of those people that remember? I'm a date person. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I'm nutty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing it? Um, I also, you know. <laughs> I'm like, what the was show- the show we did? It? Oh, my birthday. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that was May 18th. You're really like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I also like... I am a date person, and I am, like, very numerical, mm-hmm. and I love remembering dates, like, m- means the memory to me. Yeah. Um, like, it just kind of makes it all, you know, it, I don't know, right. just, like, I'm attracted to it naturally. That's but really also, I, you know, you advance the shows, you make the flyers, yeah. you, you know, only nine months ago, it was very, like, you had to tell everybody, it wasn't, right. like, a lot is, a little bit has changed, like, nowadays, I can really just put up a flyer and people show up like, right. on Instagram because... Well, you've built your base now. Right, exactly. But, you know, I'd be like, you know, I, I, I would repeat it and, you know, adva- again, advance the show and make the flyers. It's like memory of all the dates and all the, you know... Right. And um, I think I think your girlfriend made the flyers for that one too. Oh, really? The, um, he was oh, like a silhouette. For, yeah, yeah, she oh, traced so pictures cool. of us. That was a really cool flyer. It was yeah, that was for cool. a resident show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. I, I clean house... Just because there's so much, because we used to play a show a week. I just recently, that one stays everywhere, but just, it sounds silly. But Instagram, I'll I'll like clean up. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's just, I get, you know, there's like, it's like, see you guys at Yadaba and Yadaba next post. Thank you guys so much for coming out. See you next week at Yadaba. And I just recently took that one down. Oh, Yeah, it's everywhere else. I keep everything on like Facebook and it's like online and stuff. But I was like, I I save, I save them all too. Oh, cool. Sentimental. But, um. Yeah, I loved that one. I just yeah, recently that was saw cool that. Mm-hmm. That was really good. So you met Liv 2016. I met Liv May 18th, 2016. And um, yeah, at, you know Alexia, she's a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I've met it was her. at her birthday party. Oh, cool. It was the same okay. night. I met Viana, who's another close friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So you're like. You have a full-on love affair with your band. I do. You are obsessed with them. <laughs> I could and, cry. <laughs> and it's like it's so incredible because like I, you know, have a similar. I'm a solo artist, or mm-hmm. you know, it's so difficult to find the balance of, you know, finding people to. It's just really hard to put yourself out there and to ask people to be a part of your music, and then to have people who rightfully, you know, treat it like they're a side man or side mm-hmm. woman, and it's like. You know, sometimes it's really hurtful when they're like, oh, sorry, I'm not playing with you anymore. I want you to pay me more. Or yeah. Or I want to, you know. And like, it's and every feeling is right. What you're feeling and what they're feeling. Yeah, exactly. It's, totally. it's a navigation that you have to learn and you're not taught it at all. Mm-hmm. I think um, um, I've been doing hair for uh, nine years, which is bananas. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, whenever I would have, when I first moved out here, um, and I was like, which was three years ago today. 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, we landed. It was uh, it was like midnight on January 9th. But I oh felt safe. This, was, uh, this is the day that I woke up, and I was like, I fucking live in LA. And I'd shipped my stuff out. Quick story. My, my, I moved in with uh, two of my friends who are, are a couple. I've oh. known them since I was a kid. They've been dating for like 10 years. They're my age. Oh. Um, they've been dating since teenagers. They're oh so cute. Gosh. And uh, we got a, a, a single family home. Or... Um, like a rancher in a Burbank and massive oh, cool. and super cheap, you know, super affordable, lots of space just to kind of get like acclimated. And, mm-hmm. Um, the city was a little, uh, intimidating to me. Yeah. <coughs> and they moved in in like November and I moved in January 10th. So I like shipped my stuff out there and they just kind of put it in my room and I just like, and they're my friends. So I was like, Chris, will you just like set my bed up? And Julie, like, you know, Chris you and shipped Julie. your bed and everything. Like yeah, I, I bought a brand new bed, and but everything else, I like. Um, he and another friend were moving as well, like like bringing some more stuff. He had he had some motorcycles. It's all coming back to me right now. He had some motorcycles that he wanted to ship, and then another one of our friends was moving. So we all split like a big, um, like. I don't think the company was U-Haul, but like a big U-Haul shipment, right. like a big pod shipment. We all like split the cost cool. um, and filled it to the brim. And um, so I, my bet, I got there and I was like stumbling in <laughs> and my room was like packed and I ended up just having to put like on my, my mattress out in the living room and like slept and woke up and was like, uh, this is all my shit. All my shit's here. I, haven't, I hadn't seen it in months. This is like so, making me nostalgic and it's not even my memory. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, so, it's such a crazy feeling to like... I mean, I've never moved across the country, but even just to move to another city and be like, all right, this is it. Like, this is my place and mm-hmm. I'm just going for it. Like, yeah. Like, it's how do you feel living so far away from your family? It was hard in the beginning. Uh, my sister told me she was pregnant right before I moved out here. Um, and I mean, my sister and I were 19 months apart. We're mm-hmm. super, we've been, we were really close, really close in age, really close in, um, we just kind of have the same outlook on life, though we want completely different things for ourselves. So yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, my sister and I just... were twenty-one months apart, yep. and mm-hmm. whereas... and you're the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, that that was hard. That was really hard. Yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I'm very uh, frugal. Um, I'm I'm really like a lot of my, um, a lot of my worry will be around. I, I have faith in like, when arguments. You know, when, when I've got, like, a static with friends or lovers um, or family, that doesn't really rule my world and make me sad because I've, I, I, I've got faith in that. Like, I feel like I can communicate, but something that you can't, you know, invent is money. And money doesn't buy happiness, but money is really important to make sure you, my, my psyche, to, you know, just relax and really yeah, um, be able to be present in this that you know so lo- so long story longer I <laughs> I saved up and that was really what was kind of like um yeah money problems are the real thing that kind of like rock my shit so Same. I'm really yeah. yeah so just really and you know I don't know we didn't have a lot of money growing up and my sister and I just both learned from it to just be like just you know buy stay within your means and yeah. you're pretty much gonna have a, a really nice life yeah totally you know that's, that's really cool. Um, I was ner- I was scared though with leaving my family, mm-hmm. um, and my clients and stuff. I, oh yeah, I, I had like three hundred clients that I um, you know, I didn't just tell my boss that I'm like hey, I'm moving. It was like I told it was like, starting in September, I started telling people that I was moving in January. Oh my 
God. The cycle and like all through, you know. Yeah. And like the last time cutting everyone's hair, like it was like, it was really, really intense. And I had planned on coming back in 2015, which I did. Came back on five, five different times and worked 10 days to like three weeks at the salon. And I would just, just like. Just cutting everyone's mm-hmm. hair. I missed you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and it was, you know, lucrative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I did it, you know, for the job, but also, you know, to see them and so nice and then I would preface be like you know 2016 I'm going to be doing this less and I'm going to be getting right. a job and then I got a job at Rudy's mm-hmm. and um cool yeah in like September of 2015 I gave myself like nine months to kind of yeah so you had to kind of did you have Weaned to myself off did you have to like build up a client base from scratch here or yeah yeah I didn't know anybody I mean you know it's interesting um you know doing hair and being a musician they're both creative and they're both social yeah. So they definitely, you know, work in tandem as far as, like, building yeah. both, both things. Um, but but I didn't want to be, and I wasn't. I mean, my, you know, once upon a time, my Instagram and my Facebook and, you know, the way that um, secondary, you know, acquaintances know you first mm-hmm. before getting to know you know you these days. Yeah. That was all hair. Right. And so I was, a hair, you know, I would was doing someone's hair for, like, five years in Maryland, and then they'd go... Oh my gosh, so-and-so showed me your YouTube. I didn't even know you sang. It was like the complete opposite here. It's like, so-and-so said you did her hair? Right. Is this like, is this like a hobby? And I was like, no, I'm doing it for almost 10 years. And they're like, what? And then I'm just like, and then I just like, quick explanation. Like, yeah, I just, you know, I didn't want that to be my existence here. Yeah. Um, and I needed that. Like it was, you know, it's it has just become what it is and it's right now, but that was very conscious in the beginning. Right. I mean, that's really cool. My, me and my girlfriend talk about that a lot of like, I mean, there, we have a lot of friends who are people from school who want to make money off of music and that's Mm -hmm. like their goal. They're like, I went to music school. You can't want money. You can't want to do that. Yeah. I mean, it changes even if you are the most golden hearted person, (laughs) it affects the way that you communicate it affects the entire operation. I, I yeah, I agree completely. And it's to like, a degree, like some people, you know. Well, you can be ambitious <coughs> and you can want your music to make you successful, but it's also like, for me, it's so not even close to the point. And like, what what we kind of talk about a lot, like in our household, mm-hmm. is just the fact that, like, when you are supporting yourself completely. In a, by another means, you, you have another job, you can actually throw your whole self into the music because there's zero expectations That's about exactly, anything yeah. else that is coming from it. And it's like... It takes an element of... What am I trying to think, say? Uh, of, like, reality out of the equation. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I this... this You know, that it's like... Also, it's like, we're still young, or, like, what do you... You know, it, 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 it keeps you from... I speak so truly about this because that was me um but in a way that I had you know I had my cancellations I was I didn't need I I I wanted like I worked like five days a week and then I worked six days a week um because my boss would open up on Mondays and I'd work with her I worked you know most weeks I worked one extra day than Mm -hmm. her um and she is a very hard worker um this is the salon in Maryland and I didn't have free time to lend to the fun projects so it was like mine yeah. was a little bit different but but yeah it's like you also take like who do you think we are like we're we're, we're all doing this for you know it there are occasions I feel like 
where everyone is doing it for um, portfolio or trade or right. to get their name out there or just for creative release. Mm. And people are like, w- you wouldn't think that I would, you know, I'm like, whoa, well, look at this situation. Like, none of us are getting paid, you know? It's right. interesting. And I used to have to turn down so many fun, air quote, projects <coughs> because I was like, you know what? I don't even have the energy to put into this. And right, right now, I am... I only make money, so the fact that you need, you know, you want a hairstylist to work like five hours, I cannot give, right now, the way that I see myself, I can't give, in the way way that I'm working towards my goals in my personal life, I can't give you five hours for free. Um, I, I would, you know, I would rather like, you know, pick up an extra, you know, work the people that are waiting for me. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what's cool, it seems like you've got the balance right because you have... I do, finally. You have both of those things, you know, existing separate from each other and both sustaining the other. So and it's like, just about time management at that point. Right, yep. exactly. And and the thing is, like, you have to fucking work hard. Like, you, you do. You have to... I mean, someone who isn't... Someone who's our age who wants to be a musician and who isn't just working... In a city very oversaturated by musicians. Right. Yeah, there, it's, there's like, only competition if you aren't doing your job. Right. Yeah. This is not a competitive. Well, that's that's I that's the way I look at it too. Is I don't I don't think of it as competitive. I don't think like, it's not competitive. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's really. There not. is not another Maddie Ross. There's not another exactly. Lamb and like, I have ten favorite artists. I have fifty bands who I'm listening to <laughs> at one time that I worship all of them. Like, there's no. I don't just have one artist that I only like, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no. There's no reason. There is room for everyone. Uh, Kimmy Wrecker, uh, lead singer of Dreamings and uh-huh. one of the co-founders of Play Like a Girl. Oh, cool. Um, she is a good friend of mine and she was a mentor to me. She still oh, is. Oh, cool. When I first moved out here, she um, we traded do her color, uh, do her cut, and she'd help me like build my website. And, oh, cool. You know, and it wasn't until I was like, can I do your hair for things? Like She was giving me her, she was selflessly helping me out with things mm-hmm. to note. And um, she said to me, there's enough to go around for everyone. And she would just give me her context, Willie. And that was, um, that kept me in check because I, I am very like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the minute that I got like my first um, couple of um, contacts, yeah, things that I worked really hard for, and then you see someone that, I don't know, let's be honest, I maybe don't necessarily vibe with, mm-hmm. and they're not really getting it, but they're like, hey, let me get that. And they don't really understand how hard I worked for that. Right. That's when that comes in and you go, no, I'm not sharing that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the, the person that goes like, so-and-so was so rude. Like I asked them what their pedal was. They wouldn't even tell me. And it's like, well, I kind of understood that then. I was like, sounds like that person, you know, this is hypothetical, you know, worked really hard to make that sound and no one helped them out. And that's the way that they want to guard, guard that or treasure that part of, you know, right. they just give that away willingly. But Kimmy Records just like, no matter what it is, there's enough to go around, just, and, and also, like, <clears throat> I give, you know, you give somebody that contact, and that's a whole other dynamic, that person and that contact, let them, it's not, it's not going to be you and them, it's not going to be you and that contact, it's, it's like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there really is enough to go around. Well, and it's more, I mean, I, I don't think that, I think that that is a selfless outlook, but it also is just more strategic, too, if you're thinking multiple steps ahead. It's mm-hmm. like, if you are giving and good to everyone and you just, you know, genuinely 
lend your creativity and your energy and your enthusiasm and if you're just freely giving that out it's just like it multiplies and everyone's gonna think kindly of you and everyone's gonna be like oh we love working with her or I remember Mm -hmm. you know when she helped me out you know I remember when Lauren Ruthward whatever like you know gave me this contact or forwarded my whatever Mm -hmm. like you know it'll come back to you and those things have happened and it and that makes you want to do it more yeah you know yeah and it's and it's an entire way to live your life it doesn't apply to just music but 100 percent but like I see both for sure and there are times I'm totally with you there are times when I feel just like you know deeply wronged when someone I feel like is trying to take advantage of Mm -hmm. me or because I do work so hard and I, you know, you put your, I mean, making music is really just taking a risk and like mm-hmm. putting yourself out there every day, like consistently. It's, you know, it happens all over again. It's like a risk every day. Mm-hmm. And so it is, you know, it's hurtful or offensive to me when someone who I don't know that well is like, hey, like cool write up. Like, can you send me that writer's email? And it's like, what? Like, how did you even, I don't even know you. And you know, that's like ignorance of how it actually works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's the navigation. We we haven't been taught this. You just have to go, okay, this one's a thinker. You know, how do I approach (laughs) this one? Right. But yeah. Well, it's just human dynamics. It's just some people, some people you genuinely, you know, click with and understand and both of you can lift each other up. And some people you just get a feeling you're like, this person is not you know, mm-hmm. where I feel. And those people exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Have it, What have your experiences been? Like, I feel like you've mostly had positive experiences. Oh, I've mostly but... had so many freaking positive experiences. Um, yeah, the, the silly ones, the, the negative experiences, uh, I would say are, fall into the category of, two categories. I've had some experiences of just not getting credit um, especially with my um, fiance being a uh, musician who's getting the success she deserves right now. Um, I had a, a gentleman, I had a, multiple conversations with him that he brought up, you know, just kind of being like, hey, you know, I, I found out why you don't have, I've realized why you have so many views on X oh, video. I see what you're it's saying. because you have them playing after LPs. And I was just like, oh. and I was like, and it was like the third time, and I went, you know, like, it, I won't, I won't drag you through the whole conversation, but <laughs> that uh, I would just go, you know, I won't mention but him, but I'm just like, you know, what, what do you want? What made you feel when you say that? And he was just like, didn't really know Whoa. what to say. And he was like, he said, what are you saying? I was like, I you know, love that. What do you want me to feel when you say <sighs> that to me? Oh my, I'm gonna, that is my new... <laughs> and he didn't know, because, you know, it was kind of like, um, he, he and other stories, you know, I have my theories, I think he falls into this category of um, a subconscious chauvinist, um, which, you know, society has done to a lot of our men and women, and you can't get angry, you have to help them. Um, yeah. And that's plain. I get sick. angry, that's my... <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm angry on the inside, but... I'm playing, you know, I was at a show that I was playing, and right. I'm representing my entire work, that my, you know, yeah. and you understand, but you know, it was just, it was, and he was like, well, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't mean to like offend you, and I'm like, well, you know, what, what would you think, and I said, you know, and just kind of schooled him very quickly, like, A, whoever yeah. you're, he's like, well, my person at YouTube, I was like, whoever your person is at YouTube, I was like, I can't have my video, I was like, if, my, if I, 
if I could have my video play after one of LP's <laughs> videos, it'd have way more than like 80,000 views. It would have fucking like millions because hers has millions. I was like, number one. Number two, my, you know, it was a live performance and it was like one that's really good and it was for a song that hadn't been out yet. Mm-hmm. It was um, our, mine and Eddie's first uh, So Far Sounds. I love So Far Sounds. Um, we've done like 16 shows with them, but it was our very first So Far Sounds and they, they do a video for you. So yeah. it was our, ours, our Did I Offend You performance. And, oh, I, cool. and I just said to him, I was like, do you know what? That video has a lot of views because it's a good performance and it's a good song and the MP3 is not out yet. And that's right. the only way that people can listen to it. And when we played a couple shows in Italy, they all knew the words and it was because of that video. Right. And that's why. And he was just like, and I'm like, well, it's like, you don't write the YouTube algorithms either. Oh, like. he's, it's, it was just weird. Yeah, it's, it's been like, just kind of, you know, not getting, and it's fine. Like, people can look at my social media because that's what they have to base it off of and they don't know me, but they can look at that and they can totally make their own assumptions and they're going to. Mm-hmm. Like, we all do. We all are, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not reinventing the wheel. Humans are natural. Um, we judge immediately. It's, mm-hmm. you know, the equation is where we've come from and what we see and how it makes us feel. And then our brain does it without thinking, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was just very, um, but, you know, it, it's interesting when, when it's, when you, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity of him being so um, ignorant, um, or how I say, so subconscious. I, I'm thankful that he said it to my face. Yeah. Because, you know, it was really nice to, to go, you and it, and it it was like a third occasion that he had said something and I and I after that moment um, he no longer worked for a company that I had to you know that I was had a professional still have a professional relationship with and um, when, once he left I found myself really connecting with somebody and I, I just said I know you were there when that happened and this person who remained staying with the company they were just like I heard that and that was really great because you know he doesn't know. And you know it was it was really good, and you handled it well, and that that felt nice. But like, yeah. not not like saying that it just you know, it's kind of like you never get to actually have the face to face conversation. Yeah, no, that's um, a good feeling. Yeah, and I as a hard worker, not getting credit for like your work, it or or better yet, like someone just completely thinking that they have you totally figured out because that that yeah. that is a fear in me because I go if this mind can think that then a bunch of minds can think that but you can think about that yeah you just gotta yeah. keep fucking doing you and eventually that. it might be 20 years you know that they read something and they finally go oh I didn't know that right you know well I think it's I mean there are so many like when you just look at the world and the way everything unfolds like every public figure, you know, like, I can think that this person is amazing, and then there's, like, 55 internet trolls being like, fuck you, fuck you, and it's totally. like, I know how great <clears throat> this celebrity who I don't know is, Yeah. and and I, th- I think that, like, I mean, you were just talking about how you played a show every single, you played 70 shows in a year. And he didn't even, like, like, yeah, like that- you, you know that you've put in the work, and, and then there's also, like, success, you, you have to acknowledge that success is the combination of your talent and your hard work and luck. Mm. Like, there mm. is the element of luck, mm-hmm. and you 100%. don't, and you, you know, there's just different things that happen. And being and lucky. Like, yeah. Just and, being lucky, like, like the band. And you make yourself luckier by working harder because mm. you're, you know, putting yourself in whatever situations. Yeah. But it's like, of course, it's an incredible opportunity for you to have, you know, a fiance who has this huge platform, but it's not like, you know, 
there are lots of other people who have fiancés who have big platforms and mm-hmm. it doesn't... And we're... we're yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't it's a, equate to whatever. It, I mean, it's just... You just can't. You just can't. You just can't. It's they just so, can't pay attention to him. Yeah, but people, yeah. people will always say shit. And, like, people, you know... I, on a smaller scale, like, I definitely felt that way my girlfriend is so talented and like Mm. and so she's she's so awesome and she's like she produces my music and we co-write a lot of it and um I I, knew that that's so awesome yeah thank you um and when we first started releasing music um I just it was so weird like people would come up to us and they would just turn to her and they'd be like the Maddie Ross songs are amazing and I'd be like thanks (laughs) that's really nice of you and I, I mean, I'm the first person to, like, shout from the rooftops how integral of a part she is. It's, like, I think it's the way you feel with your band. It's, like, mm-hmm. even though it's under my name, like, it is our project mm-hmm, completely. Mm-hmm. Like, she is so integral to it. And she is, you know, integral to my life and to my music. But I, I, I really do, like, I've worked so hard as a songwriter and so hard as an artist. And I've just discovered my authentic self so much in the course of like six years or so like like I came to call it like you know I was 17 and I went to USC and I was thrown into this like crazy music program with all these like ultra talented like big personality wild it was just really intense and weird and I didn't know I mean I didn't know about I didn't know my sexuality which is a huge thing and I didn't know a lot of other parts of my identity like it was so much has changed and so when I first got there, my music was not how it is now, but I don't think that, you know, makes me inauthentic. Like, I was doing what, I only knew how to play open chords on an acoustic guitar, so I, you know, wrote acoustic music that, you know, sounds very different than now, like a full band sound and all that, but I definitely felt like, like people would try to give all of the credit for everything to, you know, the other person, and it's like, it's like yes and no. It, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just interesting. It's it's another one of those. And you have to just not give a fuck because it's like, yeah, I wrote this really cool song, but also like, you know, I just wrote it on acoustic guitar and then told my girlfriend what I was envisioning and she made this sick track and now it sounds exactly how I wanted. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're a team and we did it. Mm-hmm. So it, it is interesting though. Like, do you, do you and LP ever write together or do music together or do you try to keep it separate? Neither. We don't try to do anything. Um, we don't really have the time. She's been gone. Um, she started touring heavily right after our one year anniversary, which was July of 2016. So for the past year and a half. That must have driven you crazy. Or do you- oh yeah. I mean, we were inseparable the first year. It's really interesting because I've got, I've met so many new friends that are like for lifers, you know, <laughs> these past, this past year and a half that she's been, um, gone. And they, like, they're, like, you know, and you have to kind of, like, give them, like, a story in a nutshell just to kind of understand the situation. Like, by the way, we were, like, wherever there was a Lauren, there was an LP, vice versa. Wherever there was an LP, there's a Lauren. Mm-hmm. It was very, we were inseparable that first year, and then things just got so, you know, her touring just got, you know, she started, like, being gone more and coming home less. Um, and so, really, the past 20 months, she's been home. We've been, we've seen each other. Um, maybe like 80 days of it oh my god so uh to have I mean we haven't even we haven't even had a conversation about planning our wedding let alone writing a song (laughs) right (laughs) yeah we usually just kind of like 
um, are three to eleven hour time uh, time difference apart. And oh my gosh! Just try to get through like what was your day and try to just say something meaningful and connect, and it works out. It's like a, it's like a, it's been a real test of like wow we really are compatible. Yeah. And we really do have this um because I'm not. I am not like a distance makes my heart grow fonder. Yeah. I'm like a, I'm like a, I need you. Mm-hmm. I'm a, to I love you is to. I physical contact. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, to love you is to need you everywhere, here, there, and everywhere. I'm a, I'm a that kind of gal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am too. Yeah. I, I had a hard time. Um, my girlfriend and I started dating in September. It was our senior year and we dated the whole year and then graduation was in May. And so that whole summer, it was like we had been dating for less than a year. And for that summer, we were long distance. And I was just like a miserable piece of shit. Like I was so mean to everyone. I was like... Do you think now... um, It would be easier now. Yeah. But it would still be hard. The cocktail that, that has worked for me and my personality is LP genuinely is a fan of what I'm doing. And I have dated some really fantastic people who have been fans of me but not fans of what I all the things I want to do mm-hmm. it's weird it's not like it's not as easy as this but I do know that in some equations it is as easy as them just being afraid of me leaving um, and I, it's not all them you know it's me being however wild I am about what I want to do or you know not really you know packaging is everything like I just think about you know my ex and how I would talk to him about you know I want to. I just. I want to pursue music, and you know, before I moved up, one of the advocates, and one of the reasons why I felt okay with moving out here was Diane Copeland, who was my first former and former manager. Um, she found me through my YouTube mm-hmm. when I was living in Maryland, and mm-hmm. you know, sent me flowers and to to my um, my salon, and was like, we'd have these Skype calls, Aww. and then and then flew me out here, and you know, set me up with. I had a writing session with Lauren Christie and Linda Perry, and we were going this whole singer songwriter solo. Because that's what I was at the time. She was there. She underst- You know, she just understood like the. I'm gonna give you your spit. You know, and, and like let me evolve. And then eventually, I went into a band. Side story. You know, and yeah. needed to just kind of manage it from there. And but but going back to you know my ex, he he didn't have the working parts or the know how to just kind of let me live and breathe. And I won't go anywhere. And it, so it kind of it felt like a it felt like a putting out my fire and it, and it did and it was and it was you know the demise of our relationship for me mm-hmm. um lp just lifts me up i mean there, you know and when there's that respect oh. you know and, and it's it's it sounds cheesy and it's not just with musicians it's or artists it's not just with artists um it's with you know any career choice i feel like a a way for a, a, an element that makes a couple stay together is respect for each other and respect for what each other do, their, their part that they play in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, whether, you know, you're like, oh my God, my wife is such a, is a fucking amazing delivery nurse or my husband is a good fireman. He's not just skimping through life and landed. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah, they're making their, you know, it's like we both have a respect for each other's art, for each other, who each other are as a human. And that just fuels it. And, that, and, that, and that, I think like that thing, for her and I's dynamic, at least, the end. It just feels it. And yeah. then insert, you know, use your mind, get creative. Everything else works. 
I mm. feel I can be alone. We've done six weeks without each other numerous times. Oh. And I have not jumped off a bridge. I have not <laughs> even, you know, not a bone in me wants to stray away. You know, I'm here and she is there. And I trust her mm-hmm. implicitly with, you know, my future and my heart. And that's definitely like super important is that respect for each I other's art. That. And you're like that. Yeah. With I your just, girl. And for sure. Yeah. I, that's making me think of my sister just got married this year in August and she and her, they've been dating since they were 16 and they were, Oh, that's her right now. <gasps> oh my God. LP in the house. We're going to need to play that back. Yeah. <laughs> LP just lifts me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about you, babe. We're doing, um, we're, we're doing an interview. We're podcasting. Hey, how Hi, are babe. you? Good. Um, that's funny. Um, what was I just saying? Your sister is getting oh, married. Oh, yeah. So they they were they went to different schools and they were long distance for four straight years. Yeah. Like they and they just made it work. Like I've never seen two people. They're so young at the time too. Yeah. They're like eighteen, but they were just so devoted to each other. Like they truly just loved each other. And people would be like, I mean, my now brother in law is just the most amazing guy but he he was playing baseball in college and people would be like don't you want to like you know yeah me girl like don't you just want freedom and they were just like no like we're just really really happy together and at that and age I mean you know at that age I'm sure it was like all your peers really don't understand right whereas like 10 years later right yeah. now it's like it's a little bit easier yeah for sure because I have people who have done exactly what I am doing and also, they're doing it, to, you know, it's like we yeah. have so it's... many friends that I can relate to. Right. My friend, she uh, is a musician. Her name is Sarah. She goes by Wox, V-O-X. And she dates a, um, a, a manager, a, a music manager. Mm-hmm. And we talk about it. And, uh, LP's day-to-day manager, Zhuja, she mm-hmm. dates another manager. You know, it's just yeah. a tour manager. It's like, it's, yeah. And it's just like, how do we do it? Or, you know, and LP's bassist uh, fiance, Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian and Hannah. Brian, Hannah and I would just be like, <sighs> you know, it's like, you know, it, it, but it's there and it's real and it's, it's very doable. Yeah. I know. Well, it's, it's interesting for me. Like I obviously, you know, really want to tour. It's super important to me, but I'm such a homebody. And so like my girlfriend and I are at our happiest when we're just both in the same place at the same time for obvious reasons. But like, I, I mean, what are... How do you see your future going? Like, do you would you love to just be gone for a year on the road and like? Totally, and um, yeah, we want to. We we'd like to tour um, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have done like little small things, little regional things, right? Yeah, we did. Um, we put together a DIY tour, six shows, six days back in June. Full band. That was our first tour. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Eddie put a show together, I put a show together, uh, we had Paradigm with us at that time, but it was pretty much finished by the time they stepped in, so they, they put a show there, and then um, LP let us open up for two of her shows, it was amazing, it was a great tour, awesome. it was a good oh, mix of... Oh, that was on of, the East Coast, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly, yeah, went home to Baltimore, so cool. played a show in DC, we did um, the freaking Bowery Ballroom with LP in New York, That's awesome. sold out, I mean, yeah, it was, it was magical, but... Uh, and then we just recently reaped the benefits of having um, a booking agent, um, and Eddie and I did a 
predominantly two-piece. One, one of the, uh, the West Coast tour with um, Nicole Atkins right. was a month ago in cool. December, which was really great. That's awesome. Um, the, the, the LA show was at Bootleg, and obviously we, we did a four-piece. So, yeah. Yeah. And then San Diego, India, India came with us, which was great. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was love really... India. Yeah, she's... She is awesome. Yeah. And obviously Liv is like one of my best friends. <laughs> She's incredible. Hi, Liv. Hi, Liv. And that's how we know each other. Yeah. You know I mean? mm-hmm. Liv, was, Liv was my other podcast, like, most ardent supporter because she walks every morning. So she pops her headphones in yes. and listens to podcasts. So she, she likes her shout-outs. So here yeah. you go. Hi, Liv. <laughs> um, I want to go back to something that you said right before LP walked in. You were talking about um, being, like, a singer-songwriter at first and then having to, you know, figure it all out and then eventually getting a band would, totally. you, would you ever want to, do you want to keep doing stuff under your own name or do you want to have like a Yeah, it's, it's pretty much done at this point. That decision was um, up in the air. I had put out my uh, five song, like, you know, air quote, folky by, um, by default, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I put that EP out on my birthday, November 4th, 2015. Scorpio. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I the last song I wrote with myself was Make Did Love. Did you say 2014? 15, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it was um, the year that I moved here. Um, and uh, the last song that I wrote with myself was Make Love to Myself. And then Eddie and I wrote Did I Fend You and Blue Collar Sex Kitten in the same week. And then we were like, okay, this is great. And so then we like wrote enough material and started recording it, and we're like, let's do a full album, full length. I mean, had the, the girls eventually in there. Like, we recorded um, those three tracks um, with other another drummer and another bassist. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, and then the other um, six tracks on our um, first full length that is going to be out February 9th um, with, with the girls. But it was like right before, it was like right before we put out Make Love to Myself. That was the first single that we put out. I was just kind of like, okay, wait. And I talked to Eddie, and I was just like, um, do we want to do a band name? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, what do you have in mind? And I had Ward in mind. Oh, cool. And I also had this kind of like, you know, I had a lot of little silly things about him. Like, it's like you taking my last name. And like, <laughs> there wasn't a band called Ward. And it was really easy. He was just like, he hates band names. He hates picking them. And so he's just like... He, first he was like, no, like, I don't want to do a band name. And then, or, you know, we were, we were both on the same page the whole time. We we're like, mm-hmm. this is, um, it's really obnoxious picking a band name and then we were going to do Ward. And then it was pretty simple. We had a lawyer at the time that was like our first team member. Mm-hmm. And this lawyer, he like, you know, did some investigation on like the copyright website and also asked his like copyright guy and was like, M Ward owns like everything Ward. So you're going to have like an issue. And I'm like, yeah. mother ever <laughs> copyright stuff is the worst it's, but it's very real and yeah. so once he said that we were like okay cool learn with word it is and we just kept it and right. we were just like you know it's yeah. so silly but like socials are you know social medias are such a physical weight like to like have to like it's switch funny. it over and i feel no no weight at all for my social media because i have like just family and friends following i have like a handful of fans but i'm just like but no, but still. But I just got verified on Twitter yesterday. Oh, and it was like the most exciting day of my life. It's fun. I was like, yeah. I still, I only have like 400 followers, but I have a check That's fine. It's funny if, though. If, if, I was if, so excited. If you don't have a lot of traction, 
don't let it get to you. But if you get something cool, take it seriously. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of the thing, like, I mean, kind of what we were saying earlier is like, I, I am doing this like without any, I mean, like my goal is to make music and to find people who really like it and connect with it. Mm -hmm. And like right now I'm sort of, you know, like my main platform, the way I've been able to do it, I've reached like friends of friends and kind Mm -hmm. of like one layer past, you know, people I know. Like I have, I have a lot of amazing people who listen to my music who have been showed it by their friends. So, you know, I'm sort of just like, you know, in that level. And like, Mm -hmm. that feels really good to me. Like I, I feel really just confident and like, you know, slow and steady. And I would love for more people to hear my music, but like my main goal is just making it and like Mm -hmm. having a blast and like, Wise beyond your years, Maddie. (laughs) You know, I just like, keep doing creative things. And like, I love the reason I started this podcast Um, the reason I started this podcast is because my fucking favorite thing in the world is to just, like, invite friends over, like, people who I don't know that well, like, cook for them, or, like, you know, you know, sit on their couches with their dog, and, <laughs> Who's going and crazy like, right now? talk their ear off. Like, I love talking. Yeah. And, <laughs> this is, and, this one's going to be uh, double the length, right? Yeah. Because you can see. <laughs> I know, all of them, that's why I turned the clock on, because I'm like, I... Right. Oh, yeah. No sense of time. I'm just right. like, give me more. <laughs> oh my god, your face. Oh, where's, me, where's the no chin? She's got no chin. Oh yeah, you really don't. Isn't he a gremlin? Oh, He's he... a perfect prince. Wow. All right. Well, you are. You have a great face. Isn't he the best? Um. Well, I feel like I could keep talking to you for hours, but <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up. Thank okay. you so Thank much. You. Yeah, so this was really fun. Um, I'm super excited for your album, which again, I have no date retention. February, February 9th. 9th. Mm-hmm. February 9th. Is today January? Oh, no, is it a month? In one month. Oh, my God. Oh, yay. Thanks. That, that'd be nice. Um, well, you missed it. You're right. I missed it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, amazing full-length album. Yeah. February 9th. And you have a show every Monday. Yep. At the Echo. Yep. Leading up to it. Our residency. We've got um, next week is... Uh, when, when are you going to post this podcast? I'm not sure yet. I'm okay, trying cool. to compile a couple, so we've got a lot of um, yeah great new bands. Um, the direct support for next week is a band called The Years. Oh, cool. Brian Stanley is the front man. Brian Stanley plays a bass for LP. Oh, cool. They are awesome. And uh, um, the eleven forty slot is a band called All Things Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the front lady is a a girl named India. Oh, really? She's a new friend. They're incredible. She's got so much energy. And the uh, opening slot is Nicole Jaffe. Cool. And we've got a little surprise. Um, yeah, I'm really, really excited about next week. Cool. Me too. I can't wait. Um, all right. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you, Maddie.